Good afternoon. I'm glad that you are with us today. We're here in the sanctuary of Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church, located in beautiful Northampton County, North Carolina, just uh, about a mile outside of the really, really great town of Garysburg. And this is a special New Year's Eve message that I just want to share with uh, all of you who may uh, be looking for a word here on New Year's Eve. This is not so much a sermon, even though it may probably come across that way, but it's, it's more of a teaching and, and just a word of inspiration that uh, I felt the Lord has inspired me to share with you as we transition prayerfully out of 2020 and into 2021. And I just want to go ahead and share with you right off the top that um, my, my prevailing thought, my, my driving thought for this, um, this teaching, if you will, is expecting greater in 2021. Expecting greater in 2021. This teaching comes from the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, uh, specifically Joshua chapter 3 and verses uh, 1 through 7. And let me just quickly summarize Joshua's life. He, um, Joshua is the son of a man named Nun, and I'm not exaggerating at all. Uh, Joshua's father's name was Nun, N-U-N. Uh, perhaps it's pronounced differently in the original Hebrew, I don't know, but uh, as we would see it and pronounce it in English, it is N-U-N, Nun. Joshua was um, a young person, very young person, when he left uh, Egypt, like the other Israelites, uh, to uh, follow Moses and, and head into the promised land. Uh, Joshua is a spiritual mentee. He's a spiritual disciple, if you will, of a, of course, the, uh, the great man of God named Moses. Um, and then I want us to also know about Joshua that he was handpicked by Jehovah God to lead the Israelites into the promised land uh, after Moses died. Moses uh, was the leader as they began the journey out of Egypt to the promised land, but Moses died prior to getting to the promised land, and, and the Lord handpicked Joshua to be the leader. The promised land, uh, just by way of clarity, is actually a, a territory that was called Canaan. Canaan was the formal name of the area that we so commonly in the church world refer to as the promised land. I also want to just quickly summarize uh, Joshua chapter 3. Uh, but, but before I do that, before I, I summarize chapter 3, let me do this. Let me share with you these, um, these first seven verses, and then I will summarize chapter 3. Uh, this is being read from the New International Version. Joshua chapter 3, beginning at verse 1, says this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to Jordan, where they camped before crossing the river. So they went to the banks of the Jordan River, and they, they camped out. After three days, uh, the officers 
who were officers that Joshua, who, uh, from the different tribes of Israel. The officers went through the camp, and they were giving orders to the people. And then they said, um, they told the people, they said, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. They're to follow the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant uh, was traveling with them. It was actually an uh, actual uh, box-looking uh, constructed piece that was on two poles, and, and no man's hands were to touch the Ark of the Covenant. And it was said that God dwelled, the essence of God uh, dwelled in the Ark of the Covenant. Now, of course, not that God himself fully dwelled there, but God's essence, in fact, dwelled in the Ark of the Covenant, and it was traveling with the Israelites. So the priest told the folks in verse number four, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, you, you follow it. Um, and then uh, it says, because uh, you'll know which way to go when you follow the Ark of the Covenant, because you've never been this way before. In verse number five, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Verse number six, Joshua said to the priest, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So pick up the Ark of the Covenant and you all go ahead of the people. Amen. He says, and um, so, so the priest took it up and they went on ahead. And then verse number seven, and the Lord said to Joshua. So this is really interesting. The officer spoke to the people and then Joshua spoke to the people. And now the Lord is speaking directly to Joshua. He the Lord said to Joshua in verse number seven, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they, the people, the Israelites, may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Now, let me um, just summarize chapter three and there are about three points I want to make as I'm summarizing. So again, uh, beginning with verse number three, well, first of all, Joshua and the Israelites, like I told you, like I read, they, 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 they have walked now to the banks of the Jordan River and they're preparing to cross. They, but they, they didn't cross immediately. They stayed there for three days. And then um, in verse number three, it says that the camp leaders the officers, it said in my reading, but the leaders of the camp began to move through and talk to the people. Verse number four, and they, they told the folks, you are to follow the Ark of the Covenant as it's being carried by the, uh, the priests who were Levites. Of the, the, they, were, they, were the, they were the tribe of, of Levi. And so the, Le, the Levitical priests were the ones carrying the Ark. And, and the leaders told the folks in the camp, you know, you follow that, that Ark and um, it's going to... It's going to show you where to go. You, you are to follow it because you've never been this way before. So here's the first point I want to make uh, about expecting greater in 2021. First point is this. Look for the Lord. And matter, matter of fact, I don't even want to say look for the Lord. Follow the Lord. In 2021, follow the Lord. Following the Lord Jehovah God is always the best thing and the right thing for us to do. Just like the, the camp leaders told the Israelites to follow the Ark of the Covenant, and I've already told you the Ark of the Covenant uh, carried part of the essence, the being of the Jehovah God. We ought to follow the Lord 
in 2021. We don't, we don't have an Ark of the Covenant, but God has given us several tools we can use to know how to follow him and how to please him because it, it pleases the Lord when we obey him. So we have several tools that we can use to follow the Lord. Now, number one is, or letter A, if you will, is his word. Second Timothy chapter three, verse uh, 16 tells us that uh, all the word of God, all the word has been inspired by God, the whole Bible, and, and it's good for doctrine, that's knowing why we believe what we believe, for reproof, which is another way of saying repri to be reprimanded. Sometimes we need to be reprimanded. So it's good for correction, and it's good for instruction in righteousness. So God's word uh, for us is good for doctrine. It teaches us why we believe what we believe. It, it, is, it will re it's good for, to reprimand us at times. Sometimes we need to be reprimanded. Um, we need to be said to wait, stop what you're doing. is not right now to reprimand is one thing, but then the next step is after you reprimand somebody, it's no good to reprimand them if you don't correct them. So then correction is also part of why we also, the word of God is good for correction. And then of course, it's good for instruction in righteousness. It instructs us on what is the right thing to do. So that's one tool the Lord has given us that we can follow him in 2021. A second tool is prayer. And we, we should all know by now that prayer is always good all the time, anytime, anywhere. There's never such thing as prayer not being appropriate. Two kind of ways we pray. We pray in known tongues, and that's just simply us praying as in the language that we speak, whatever that is. But then there's another type of prayer that we get because of God, the Holy Spirit, and that's praying in an unknown tongue. That's when the Holy Spirit uh, gives us a, 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 a utterance in, in, in saying sounds, I will say that, that we may not understand and people around us may not understand, but the Bible says the Lord understands. So we have two ways that we can pray. It's another tool we can use to follow God. We pray in our regular language that we pray in every day, but then there's also the opportunity the Lord has blessed us with to pray in unknown tongues. And then the third, the third tool the Lord has given us that we can follow him with in 2021 is that we have spiritual mentors. Amen. Spiritual mentors could be ministers who could certainly also be pastors, preachers. They don't have to be but ministers of the gospel. Then there are also church leaders, maybe deacons or elders or, or, or whatever position they may be called. But people who within your, your, your church family, uh, the Lord has elevated to or the church family has entrusted to a position of responsibility and accountability. Uh, so those can also be mentors to us. And then just regular brothers and sisters in Christ. And I don't, I don't mean to say regular, but Folks in the church who don't hold a position as such, but they are Holy Ghost-filled, um, um, God-loving, uh, Christ-honoring brothers and sisters in Christ uh, that we see not only on Sundays, and we see them all through the week. We make, you know, we have various gatherings and events Monday through Sunday. So, spiritual mentors. So, we have three, we have three tools that God has blessed us with that we can use in 2021. Uh, to follow him. We say the point is, number one, we want to follow him. We can follow him by his word. We can follow him through prayer, and we can follow him by 
uh, uh, following and, and talking to and being uh, advised or being counseled or being blessed by spiritual mentors. Let me keep going. Verse number five, still in Joshua chapter three, verse number five, Joshua told the Israelites to consecrate themselves, which means to prepare their minds and their bodies. When you consecrate yourself, there's some kind of special preparation you're doing to both your mind and your body. That brings me to the second point I want to share as we are talking about expecting greater in 2021. Uh, the second point is to consecrate yourself. Spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, to consecrate yourself means to wash off or wash away the unclean film or the unclean dust uh, that has settled and built up, on, built up on us during 2020. Now, some of us consecrate ourselves on a regular basis, and I don't mean physically washing. I mean spiritually cleansing yourself you know, of, 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 again, of, 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 the, of the, the vileness, the film, and the muck of, 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 of sin that can, can, can really uh, set in on us in a spiritual sense if we're not careful. Some of us consecrate ourselves on a regular basis. But if you haven't done that in 2020, I'm asking you to, I'm suggesting to you that you consider consecrating yourselves uh, as we go into the new year. Um, let me give you some, let me tell you what some of those, some of the ways that we, some of that film and some of that dust that's, that settles on us. First of all, it could be like negative thoughts. We need to consecrate ourselves of that. We need to wash that away. What about sadness and depression, grieving? Now, I know we may be grieving because we lost somebody we love, but even as, as Christians, we are not just to stay in a constant state of grief because we're not supposed to grieve as if we have no hope. We have hope that when we die because of Jesus Christ, we will live on in eternity. And when we lose a loved one who was saved, we have the hope of seeing them again in glory. So, need to wash away, uh, consecrate ourselves from sadness of 2020. We need to consecrate ourselves from the anger of 2020. We need to consecrate ourselves from depression. We need to consecrate ourselves from loneliness. We need to consecrate ourselves from shame or from guilt. We need to consecrate. We need to wash away and wash off uh, any greedy thoughts, any selfish thoughts, and, and any judgmental thoughts we have. So those are the kinds of, uh, of negative things. Those, that's the filth and the dust and the film uh, of sin that can, that can settle on us if we're not thoughtful about it. And if you have not consecrated yourself at all in 2020, I'm suggesting to you, please consider consecrating yourself before we or as we transition in 2021. Let me tell you how you can do that. Let me give you three practical ways you can consecrate yourself for 2021. First of all, A, fasting. Fasting is always a good way to consecrate yourself. So what would you fast uh, from? Fasting means to put something aside, to put something away for a period of time, right? You can fast always, of course, from food. You can fast from liquids or drink. Now, if you have a medical condition that requires you to eat uh, on a regular basis or says that you cannot give up food, then you, 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 don't, you have to make an adjustment and fast for something else because God doesn't intend for you to harm yourself in that sense to consecrate yourself. But if you don't have a, a medical condition that would prevent you from fasting from food or drink, then perhaps uh, consider fasting. 
You can fast again from food, from drink. You can fast from social media. I think all of us could do, would do well to consecrate ourselves and fast from social media for at least 24 hours. Some of us probably don't think we could make it, but you could if you, if you let the Lord help you. We could fast from uh, phones, our cell phones or our, or our house phones, our landlines, from, from just having random conversations on the phone. We can consecrate ourselves from spending money. You know, sometimes people shop as therapy. You hear people say, oh, you know, jokingly and happily, oh, I shop, that's my therapy. Well, maybe you need to consecrate yourself from that uh, uh, for uh, a day or two or a week or two or, or whatever it may be. Consecrate yourself from television. Give it up for a day. Give it up for an hour. Or give up a particular show that you really, really, really love. That's my show. I watch it religiously every week or whenever it comes on. Give it up for a few days, for a week or two. But anyway, fasting is one way we can consecrate ourselves. A second way is to anoint ourselves. And I mean literally to take any kind of, um, any type of uh, light mineral or vegetable oil and uh, anoint yourself. You know, some people anoint themselves by doing the sign of the cross across their forehead. Some people anoint themselves by just simply going straight down Cross the forehead. You're going to anoint yourself. Maybe you wash your hands. Maybe you wash your feet. Maybe you wash your face. But the point is, um, you can consecrate yourself by anointing yourself. And my suggestion to you is you use some type of um, light mineral or vegetable oil to anoint yourself. You can anoint yourself by putting that oil on your head and whispering a prayer. The third way you can consecrate yourself is self imposed isolation. Amen. The third way you can consecrate yourself for 2021 is self-imposed isolation, simply meaning make some time alone to pray. Make some time alone to worship. Make some time alone to praise God. Make some time alone to read his word or do all four of those things. Do either one or any two or three of them or, or all of them. But the point is, say to yourself and say to family if that's what you need to do, for the next three hours, for the next hour, uh, for from six tomorrow morning till noon tomorrow, I'm going to be over here in this room, or I'm gonna be outside, or I'm gonna be upstairs, I'm gonna be down in the basement, where I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna be there spending time alone with the Lord as a way of consecrating myself. And while I'm in there, I'm gonna be either praying, or I'm gonna be worshiping, or I'm gonna be praising, I'm gonna be reading His Word. Let's keep going. Verse number seven. Still in Joshua chapter 3, this, the final verse, verse number 7. The Lord speaks. He speaks directly to Joshua. And he tells Joshua, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exalt. I'm going to elevate you in front of the people so that the people will know that, Joshua, I'm with you. Here's the third and final point of expecting greater in 2021. Expect God to preserve and protect you in 2021. Expect God, expect the Lord Jehovah God, God the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Expect God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Expect him to preserve and protect you in 2021. Psalm chapter 3, verse 3 says this, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts my head. That's what David wrote. You, O oh Lord, are my shield. You are a shield for me. You are protection from me, for me. You are my glory. You know, I don't deserve any praise or any accolades I get from man. It's because of you, Lord. And then you're the one who lifts my head. You're the one 
who makes me not be ashamed and bow down to no man for no reason. Um, Psalm 61 verse 3 says, For you, O Lord, have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. The Lord will be a shelter for you. He will be a hiding place. Sometimes not even a hiding place. Sometimes he'll let people see right where you are, but they still can't do anything to you. They can't touch you. Why? Because he's got an invisible wall of protection around you. They can see you, but they can't get to you. So, he's, so the psalmist says, you have been my shelter for me, and then you've been a strong tower from my enemy. If the Lord needs to get you away and get you out of situations, he's able to do it. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 says this, the Lord your God is in your midst. So that means God is with you all the time. The mighty one will save. The mighty one will rejoice over you with gladness. Think about that. God will rejoice over you and over me with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. When we are in the midst of depression or we're in the midst of loneliness or we're in the midst of grieving, this word says God himself will quiet us. He'll bring us peace and calm. He'll bring a soothing calmness to us with what? With his love. And then it says he will rejoice over you with singing. The Lord will brag on you. The Lord will make a big deal out of you. You don't have to worry about people uh, giving you accolades or people recognizing your worth or your value. Some people will, but there are others who will deliberately not tell you what a good job you've done or give you thanks for something you've done or, or they'll deliberately try to give somebody else credit for something you've done. Don't worry about it. I know it makes you mad. It may, makes you depressed, whatever it is, because we're human. But this word in Zephaniah 3.17 says, the Lord will, the Lord will rejoice over you with singing. We know singing is something you do out loud. Singing is something most of the time we do in front of us. So in other words, the Lord is going to make a big deal out of you in front of people. So with that said, I just want to remind you of these three points again. In 2021, in 2021, I want you to follow the Lord. Amen. In 2021, I, I want you to, uh, point number two, I want you to consecrate yourself. Be prepared. Wash off all that filth that may be clinging to you from, from 2020. And then third, um, in 2021, expect the Lord, expect God to preserve and protect you. And if you keep these three points in mind, and I've given you practical ways for each of these, then you can expect greater in 2021. May God richly bless you. May heaven smile upon you. And may you transition out of this year, 2020, with high expectation that God is going to show up and show out in your life and use you to bless others in 2021. Thank you.